you know when you cross over? It does not appear to occur. Are you aware of the moment things change? When you're on the other side of the Motley Meridian, can you ever go back? Do you know the good years when you're in them, or you just wait for them? This is Motley Medley's, an exploration of the horrors of everyday life. I'm Palatable P. The host who doesn't ask for much. But just really, really wants a Rudy moment before he dies. This is Motley Medley's The Podcast that is a thoughtful examination of how dumb, trivial, and tedious the human experience is. As always, Motley Medley's is coming to you live on digital tape. Newly free from our restrictive old contract, we're now streaming on Apple, Spotify, Audible. Wherever you stream, you can find Motley Medley's. Before we get down to it, don't forget to visit our Instagram. It has links to all our pages, including our Patreon, which helps keep the show going. And now, as we cross the Motley Meridian yet again, the strangeness and punishing brutality of day-to-day life wash over us. This week in the form of a man who loves to tell you just how great he is. Meet Larry Taff. My name is Detective Zachariah Bundy. It's August 30th, 2021. We are recording this interview for posterity purposes. So, now, uh, why don't you go ahead and state your name for me, son? You want me to state my name? Ha! <laughs> names are relevant. Where we're going, there are no names. Names are just sounds people make to identify one another. If you must know my sound, my sound is Larry Taff. But I see no point in your question. In a universe that's infinite, there's other versions of both of us. In the exact same room, with the exact same clothes on, and the exact same experiences, having the exact same thoughts, and the exact same conversation that's currently occurring here. In some of these other places, the storylines will diverge, but... In an infinite universe, an infinite amount of times, it will go exactly the same way. And this has already happened anyway. You began asking me my name, stupid concept, billions of years ago. And I've answered it trillions of times. Okay, well, after all that, your name is Larry Taft. That's my sound, and you have no right to hold me here. Well, now, Larry, it seems we're going to have to agree to disagree, and I'm going to win this disagreement, because you're covered from head to toe in blood. 
the hotel room for two that you were checked into is drenched in blood. It's like you're a walking slaughterhouse, son. And there's a missing person. You want to go ahead and shed some light on that for us? I'm sorry, but is there a law in North Carolina that says a man can't be covered in blood? Is there a written law that states this? Where's the fucking girl, shitbag? We know you were traveling with one. I travel with all, and all travel with me. We are all one. We are stardust. As you might imagine from dealing with difficult people in your own life, the interview proceeded like this for quite some time until Detective Bundy stopped harping on the fact that Larry was a real asshole who at least appeared extremely guilty by the trail of blood he left everywhere and changed tactics. He began asking Larry Taff about his favorite subject, Larry Taff. All right, Larry. Forget the blood, because what is blood anyway? It's just a substance. Who knows what it really is? That sounds like some bullshit you'd say, but let's do things on your terms, son. Why don't you, uh, now... about yourself. Who is Larry Taff? <laughs> oh, Sweet jumping, Jesus fucking Christ, you're annoying. Maybe to you, but I don't seem annoying to me. I like what I see when I look in the mirror. Well, I have no idea why that would be, you fucking chubby, balding fuck. Jesus fucking Christ.
until I came around. So what are you saying? You some sort of chubby fucking Einstein with a bad attitude? Is that what you expect me to believe? Just because I'm a southerner doesn't make me fucking stupid. No, what makes you stupid is the fact that you're stupid. But pretty much everyone's stupid compared to me. You want to know how I ended up here? I'll tell you how I ended up here. It all started with Lil. And don't you dare laugh. Why would I laugh, Larry? Who's... Who's Lil? My girlfriend of many years. Lil McGill. <laughs> She's the reason I ended up in this godforsaken state. While everyone else was out there wasting their time looking for things, searching, everybody searching for themselves, and searching for meaning, running fool's errands, buying fool's gold, bunch of average idiots. I was happy with my life. I was content with the way things were going. But I just loved her so much. And I hated myself for it because love is such an irrational thing. What did I want out of Lil? My lovely Lil. I wanted someone who I could support and who could be supportive of me. You see, my father, he hated me. And he turned my mother against me. He felt emasculated in my presence. His whole sense of self-worth, his ego, his value as a human being was tied up in his mathematical abilities. My brother, Gregory, was to be his protege, but then little Larry comes along and with natural gifts beyond all the task comprehension, well, I'm rambling. What I found in Lil, I was not searching for. Larry Taft does not search. What I discovered was a sweet woman with an almost supernatural ability to assure me that everything was going to be okay. And I loved her for that. So when she became unhappy with the fact that I hadn't, as she would say, reached my full potential, well... I couldn't abide by that. I had to do right by my love. Well, that's really super fucking sweet. I know, right? But what does that have to do with anything, Larry? It has everything to do with everything. Before I met her, I was enrolled in a doctoral program at Stanford University. That's Ivy League West, okay? I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Probably a UNC or NC State. Fan, but I left because the pettiness and childish nature of advanced academia bothered me, and I like to drink and golf and listen to marching band music, so I moved back across the country to New Jersey and took a job as a caddy. Whoa, 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 hold your horses there, partner, just for one second. Did you say marching band music? Yes, I said marching band music. Is there a problem with that? I don't know that there's a problem with it. It's just fucking weird and I think requires a little bit of further explanation. It should fucking explain itself! How in the fucking world do you figure that? In a universe where nothing is unique, the depths of your stupidity might just be... 
what do you know about me to this point? You know that I'm a theoretical physicist. You know I've made discoveries about the constraints and bounds and expansion and limitless nature of time. So of course I love marching band music because marching band music is molecular. Everything I deal with is chaos on a celestial and quantum level, whereas marching band music is molecular, it's organized, it's like cells reproducing, it's controlled. You can watch it in a fucking petri dish, essentially, and know exactly what's going to happen. Music is the one thing where if you know the song, you have control over what goes into your ears. Other other aspects of life, you have no control over what comes into your ears. But with marching band music, you know exactly what you're going to get, just like biology. Unfortunately, though, with other people, like my dim-witted brother Greg, you have no idea what you're going to get. Tell me more about Greg, Larry. And tell me more about Lil. These people who have populated your fascinating and brilliant life are fascinating to me, too, and I'd like to hear as much as I can about them. Greg is a stain on the Taft family, always living in my shadow and trying to undermine me. But he's so dumb that he fucked the whole thing up and probably fucked the world, maybe even the universe up in the process. Hey, nothing is bullshit. The satellite still is fucking like pissed me off like nothing in this world. That's Gregory Taff, Larry's dim-witted brother. I'm not dim-witted. I don't know why they can say I'm dim-witted. I was piece of because I'm a brain well, I'm repeating what Larry says. Sorry. He's not understanding. He's a fucking liar. He's always been a fucking liar. I should have killed him when he was a baby. When he was in his fucking crib. I should have taken a hammer and bashed his soft little stupid skull into an orange stupid fucking pole. Greg, what happened to you exactly? I'm a little bit worried that the audience is going to have a lot of trouble understanding what you're saying. Blaine, it was because I tried to sue myself. That's the whole Larry Taft incident blew up in the news with the time travel and all the disappearing gold. I took his shotgun and I put it in my mouth and I pulled the fucking trigger. This was after my parents both decided to kill themselves. Well, they didn't decide to kill themselves. My father killed my mother because he was so ashamed. And then he, and then he killed himself by hanging himself and taking a bunch of pills and vodka. And then, so what, what? I was left in the world alone. I was a fucking orphan at that point. So I put a gun on my mouth and I pulled the fucking trigger and I shoved the back of my fucking skull out and I lived. Unfucking real. Oh, wow. That's very interesting. I wonder if more people survive suicide or die from it. Because I've, I've met people who've survived it before, but I've also met people who've died from it. How the hell do I know? I'm a physicist, not a... I don't even know a statistician. Oh, wow. So you and Larry were both physicists. No, we're not both physicists. 
Well, he's not a physicist. I don't know how many times I've been telling him, but he's not a physicist. I'm the fucking physicist. Well, he keeps insisting in the police tape that he is, but whatever. There's clearly a lot of animosity between you two, so elaborate. Is this where it stems from? What it stems from? The man's been walking around telling people that my accomplishments are his accomplishments. I went to Stanford. He didn't go to Stanford. I'm a physicist. He's not a physicist. I study space, I study time. He compares marching bands to biology. But that's not where it's the root of this problem came from. Well, where did it come from, Greg? Please help me and the listener understand. He got it in his head at some point that I was um, incapable of finding a girlfriend. Uh, I could be a little bit socially awkward, that's true, but I choose to be single. It's better to be alone than with somebody who's toxic. Um, that's where the whole Lil story was invented, because I'm telling you, she is not a real person. Lally got in this weird habit where he thought he could make me jealous by sending me updates about how she would suck his dick. And it was really fucking obnoxious. So I'd wake up in the morning at like 6 a.m. and I'd have a message. Oh, Lil's mouth is around my big throbbing dick right now. Her tongue is so long that she can deep throat me and lick my balls. Then at noon, Lil has been blowing me since 6 a.m. She's just insatiable. She won't stop. And this went on day after day about, you know, this woman, you think she lives off of cum. She didn't have time to eat because he was sucking his fucking dick so much according to himself, which was all fucking bullshit, clearly, which became incredibly obvious at Christmas of 2020. Stopping. He'd, 
he would ask strange questions like, Has Lil sucked your dick yet today? Uh, I hope you're treating Lil right. Have you eaten her pussy? Have you taken Lil to Plowtown? How many times have you fucked her mouth today? And eventually, I just couldn't take it anymore. It was fucking disgusting. I don't want to talk to my brother about my sexual exploits with my girlfriend. It's not his business. And it's weird. What happened at Christmas, Greg? What happened at Christmas, Larry? I arrived at my parents' house. Well, that was a lot late. It's always late. It kept us waiting like usual. And immediately, Greg just starts screaming at me. He walked in by himself, and I said, Whoa, where's Lil? Mom set the table for five. I told him to keep her name out of his stupid fucking mouth. Well, he says in a smart fucking way that... You know there's a pandemic going on right now, and Lil uh, was concerned about a large gathering, so she decided not to come, which was such a typical fucking excuse. I told him if he ever spoke her name again, I'd cut his fucking tongue out. And if I ever, I mean ever, caught him looking at her, I'd scoop his eyes out with a spoon and... He started screaming like a little baby that I, I shouldn't talk about Will when she's not there to defend herself. And he didn't like the way I look at her. And I said, well, it's fucking strange that you don't like the way I look at her, considering none of us have ever even met her, even even talked about her for six fucking years. So Greg started screaming. Ah! 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 Like a little... Bitch that he is. So now he starts crying. Stop making fun of my dancer. His lies finally caught up with him. His jealousy finally overtook him, and I had to put him in his place once and for all. Verbally. So that's it. So you guys got into a fight a good old-fashioned family holiday fight that's it so you guys yelled at each other so you got into a holiday fight as if nobody's ever been in a holiday fight before son except you you threatened to eat your brother's eyeballs and cut out his tongue so Sound like a real violent man to me, Larry. I'm not. It was a verbal defense. Real violent man. I had to defend myself verbally. Which brings us to why you're here in the first place. You're soaked in fucking blood. Is that Lil's blood? No, of course not. Of course it's not. He's not Lil. And whose fucking blood is it? It's really quite simple, you see. Time is like a rug that's rolled up. You've heard of the fabric of time, right? And when you have a roll of fabric or a rug and you unfurl it, it only unrolls in one direction, yes? So let's say 95% of the stars that will ever be created have been, as the theory states. That would tell me that the rug is 95% unrolled, okay? 
So although time only moves in one direction, the other 95% is traversable. It's all mostly visible, you see? What remains there if you were to instantly teleport to a far-off galaxy whose light has, has just reached us that we're finally just receiving? Well, who knows what remains there now, but what's gone in one reality is here in another. What is he talking about? That doesn't even make sense. What the fuck are you trying to tell me, son? Where is Lil? She's here, but she's not. If you observe her, he changes her. Well, that kind of makes sense. He's trying to do some swatting his cat thought experiment type paradox. What are you talking about? You don't know what swatting his cat is? I have no idea what you're talking about. You know, when the cat is simultaneously alive and dead? Like, uh, like quantum particles? What? Quantum particles and swatting his cat? What is this fucking cat? The cat is in a box, so it's simultaneously both alive and dead because you can't observe it, so you don't know if it's alive or dead. And then once you observe it, then you know. So it poses the question of what exactly quantum superposition is and reality results one possibility or the other. How the fuck are you not understanding this? life easier on yourself or our, we, there's so much fucking blood everywhere we've got samples for days we're gonna know that it's her DNA on you so just fucking cop to it's it it's not her DNA cause it's not Lil not Lil's blood where is Lil I don't know <sighs> I think some sort of a terrible Quantum mishap has occurred. What does that even mean? She was here, and now she's gone. And you're saying this was some sort of a quantum mishap? I believe that a quantum mishap happens every single night. <laughs> because after all, why would today be so much different from yesterday if that weren't the case? Oh my god. Well, now that makes sense. That's actually a pretty good point. He doesn't bring up a good point. It doesn't make any sense. I want to know something, son. If it turns out that that's not Lil's blood on you, whose blood is it? It was Lil ever even real? Thank you for listening to this installment of Molly Medley's. Please like us wherever you stream your podcasts and swing on by our Instagram for news from the far side of the Molly Meridian. Our show was produced by myself and Tommy Kokomo. Special thanks to our house band, the Junior Prom Express, and the biggest thanks of all to the Motley Marauders for listening. Tune in next time for more stories of the painful banana of the human experience only on Motley Medley's.